Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcast. Hi, hello, and welcome to episode number 38 of Amber on Podcast. Have you ever heard good advice for work-life balance? What I mean is, has anyone ever told you something, given you a habit or a tool, maybe something new you could practice, something real and useful, something tangible that has helped you attain better work-life balance? So my question to you again is, have you ever heard good advice for work life balance. The reason I pose this question is because I have not, I have not heard any good advice that has changed or improved my work-life balance at all. The reason for that is mostly because the advice has nothing to do with work-life balance and everything to do with adding on more activities to my already busy schedule. People will say things like, oh, having work-life balance is easily achieved by getting enough exercise. You have to take time to unwind and blah, 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 blah. But for me, it's a hard no, because I have anxiety at the thought of adding something else. I mean, where is that going to fit in my schedule? What I am looking for is something that I can fit into what I'm already doing in work and life. And secondly, most importantly, there is no such thing as work-life balance anymore. I don't believe that exists for most of my peers. I, like many who have come before me, I am a loud and proud millennial. And as a loud and proud millennial, I do not have a work-life balance. I never had one to begin with because 100% of my professional life has been post-email, post-internet, post Facebook. By 19, uh, by 19, I had an online identity and I was taught to use it to benefit me professionally. They taught us to use it in high school and again in college, how to use the internet and LinkedIn to get job opportunities. Now, remember, we are talking about millennials who are overachievers, and super ambitious by default. Maybe it's all the Adderall. I don't know. But you give us the internet full of opportunity and available 24-7, and you think we're going to have work-life balance? No, 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 no. What we have, dear listeners, is complete work-life integration. For myself and for most of my peers, work is life. For me personally, my work defines me. I have 
let my work define me at every stage of my career. This can be a good thing at times and a not-so-good thing at other times. The point is, we work a lot, a ton. As Americans, we work an average of 47 hours per week. And you know most of that is salary and not hourly pay. So we aren't even being paid for the extra seven hours. People just do it for free. Why? Because work is life. And for life, we need tools. So I guess we should go ahead and get to the tools. Let's start the show. James Altucher is my hero. He has really cool and interesting guests. And these guests, they, they display his taste level, which is superb. And if you subscribe to his show, The James Altucher Show, and listen to the guests, you'll start to recognize a pattern. His guests appear on his show first, and then they make the rounds on other big podcasts like Tim Ferriss or Cal Fussman. But James is usually one of the first to catch on to the geniuses out there. He speaks their language. He speaks our language, dear listeners. And today, our friend James has introduced us to a new friend, a man, a man by the name of Dan Schaubel. And our man, Dan, talks about work-life balance in a different way, a way that is more aligned with the work-life integration I spoke about earlier. Our man, Dan, is dedicated to this. It's his expertise and his profession to help guide us spirited millennials to the promised land. Well, kind of, sort of. Actually, he is an expert in guiding millennials through the different stages of their careers. Because we all know how different things are since we graduated college how different things are since our parents were our age, how different things are now, and how little time and energy we have spent preparing for the circumstances that we find ourselves in today. So that's where our man Dan comes in. And Dan has three key points I want you to have to help manage your work-life integration. Number one, work makes up one-third of our life. We spend one-third of our lives working. That's one out of three whole parts. So you only have two parts left. That's a big chunk, friends. So we have to make sure we are taking care of ourselves in every aspect of our lives. We don't leave out one-third and only focus on two chunks. We need solutions and tools to use to help us be happy and comfortable in this third of our life. Which brings me to number two. Number two from our man Dan is the very important and often overlooked fact that no one is coming to save you. No one is coming to promote you or offer you some side entry, 
No one is waiting in line to do you a favor. And the quicker you are able to realize that, the faster good things will come to you. Because you'll realize that it's not up to them, it's up to you. You have to focus, you have to hustle, and then probably hustle some more. This was a huge mistake for me, a mistake that lasted a very long time. I really believed that if I did the work, I would get the job, I would get the promotion, I would get the raise. And for a while, it worked. I had success until I didn't. And then I realized that my success was dependent on someone else. My success was dependent on someone else knowing how great I am. Someone else noticing how wonderful I am. The second I stopped looking to impress someone and instead tried to just impress myself is the moment when I started to find true success. You have to get out of your own way. I sure did. I had to learn to get out of my own way and to stop expecting good things to just happen to me. Because the truth is, you have to create the work you want. Number three is the most important and my personal favorite, dear listeners. So listen up. Number three from our man, Dan, starts with friends at work. And the idea of having friends at work, the idea is that they are great, of course. We all know that having a friend at work can really change the game, can make or break an experience even. So why is this so? Why do friends at work make us feel so much better at work? Because our friends are the people we talk to about more than work. Our friends are the people we talk to about our personal lives, what's going on at home, our holiday plans. These are the people who know us and talk to us about personal things on a deeper and a more meaningful level. And that's what makes the interaction so enjoyable. It's personal. So the more personal you can insert into your work, into your work-life integration, the better. Now, how do you do this? Well, first things first, I'm going to share with you what I share with all of my consulting clients, which is you have to look out for you. You have to look out for number one. That's you. If you aren't taking care of you, then who is? Now, here are a few ways that I like to do this, a few ways I like to take care of me. I have another job as a consultant, and when I am in a stifling corporate environment, which many of them are, unfortunately, I make myself appointments. I make appointments for myself on the calendar and I adhere to it. Another key point, I schedule time to go outside, time to go for a walk, to think for uh, to think about something unwork related, maybe listen to some profane hip hop, or I'll take a drive and call a friend call my brother, call my Nana and tell her how wonderful she is. I build it in. I schedule it twice or three times a day for 10 to 20 minutes to make sure I have some personal in my work. 
and you will know the difference. You'll be able to feel it. You know when you are doing work that is personal and when you're just doing work. But the goal is to have the integration, the work-life integration, work-personal integration. We need to be prepared with the tools that can actually help us do more good for more people most of the time. It has been a while, my friends. It has been a while since I have recommended a podcast. And this week, I have a surprise for you, my sweet angels. I have a new podcast, a new podcast from an old friend, someone I have covered before, someone I really admire, Mr. Jocko Willink and the Jocko Podcast. You know, I was admittedly a tiny bit resistant at first. I thought it would be too, like, dude bro-ish. But what I found is that it isn't really. If you're someone who is seeking to empathize and learn and understand others, then you're someone who's definitely going to enjoy the Jocko podcast. I will link it in the show notes at mytalkingdollars.com. If you like Amber on podcasts and you think someone else might like it too, please share it with them. My goal is to do more good and I could definitely use your help. All right, that's it. Thank you. Love you. Bye.